Blog Talk Radio. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Fido. Go. Fido. Guidance. Surgeon. Go. Blind. Come. We're going flight. GNC. We're going. Down here. Go. Control. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hello, everyone. This is The Roman Show, March 22nd. Now, we got a major announcement. I am your host, uh, Rodolfo Roman, and on the other end, George Alonzo. What's up, George? Uh, not much, Mr. Roman. Just another great day here in Miami, Florida. Yes, sir, it is. But, George, we got a great announcement, and that's that the Miami-Dade County Youth Fair is going on right now. So, for those listening to us in Miami, Florida, we are giving away a pair of tickets to the fair. All you have to do, if you haven't done so yet, follow us on Twitter, at The Roman Show, or like us on Facebook, at uh, Facebook.com forward slash our Roman, uh, sorry, Roman Show Media. That's Facebook.com Roman Show Media. Or you can subscribe to a YouTube channel, YouTube.com forward slash our Roman 0201, and we will hook you up with a pair of tickets to go to the fair. George, you like the fair, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, and you forgot another way to win these tickets. All you have to do is just buy me an elephant ear. Buy you. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Last time you went to the fair, I think you got spit on by one of the camels. Let's not talk about that, okay? Jesus Christ. Let's move forward here. We're going to start the show with MMA Showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, George. Well, Ken Shamrock, we've stated, was caught using steroids along with... Kimbo Slice. It turns out that now we know the uh, the pod, the results here, and that both of these men tested positive for the same steroid following their appearances at Bellator 149. Now they were found with the steroid Nandrolone, well according to the urine test. Now this is a biggie here. Shamrock also tested positive for methadone or methadone, sorry, a synthetic opioid used to treat heroin addicts. Now this is some serious stuff, George. And considering that Kent Shamrock, after the fight, was arguing the call from the referee. Obviously, that is that thrown out of the, 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 the woodworks now, as the fight has been called, the no contest. But this really dents the legacy uh, or a possible return to the cage, Kent Shamrock, because he's going to be facing some suspension as well as Kimball Slice, George. So this, is, this is a big deal here for both of these men. Because they're not in their 20s. They're, 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 these guys are in their later years. Well, here's the thing that surprises me. I, again, uh, dating back to the days that, yeah, that you and I have made a special edition uh, show, which is not going to be named. Uh, when we interviewed Ken Shamrock together, he mentioned how many things, how many goals he had in life, uh, still at his age. And on top of that, how he fought his demons and and, and et cetera, et cetera. And here he is again going back into drugs. Like, I'm not saying that he doesn't have a reason, but, you know, who knows what kind of demons he's battling today. But it, it 
seems to me is like it's a growing concept in the world of MMA where more and more every day you hear of a fight being canceled due to drugs. Uh, I feel like, you know, not to say that he's smarter than Dana or that he's smarter than any other uh, MMA promoter, but I feel like MMA promotions and MMA promoters should follow in the footsteps of the WWE and construct themselves a wellness policy. Because, it, it, like, let me tell you something. It, it, yeah, the companies are hurting for losing losing these fights, but the fans are the ones hurting the most because they're here expecting, oh, my God, we're about to see some great fight, and then all of a sudden, not because of the promotion's fault, but because of the fighter's fault, they lose that chance. I feel like MMA should definitely work in some sort of wellness policy. And, you know, I, I agree with you there at that point, and... Ken Shamrock actually was scheduled to fight Dan Severin after this fight with uh, uh, Kimbo. I'm oh, sorry, with Kimbo, with Hoist Gracie. But that also fell through the woodworks after, well, he, he just couldn't make it because of what happened, could have, would have cord. And then Severin was actually supposed to fight Tank Abbott. He failed his whole medical uh, exam, so that didn't go through. But you're right, you know, not only now that we have to deal with injuries, but we have to deal... Uh, as far as if they're using illegal substances to use for their uh, their fighting, and I get it. I mean, they're, they're, these guys are not in, in in their younger years, and they have to take some sort of uh, substances to help them in their training. But be a little bit more cautious. And I think, and this is this has been a topic that has been talked about over and over in MMA. We need to get some sort of really good uh, agency that's going to keep an eye on these guys. I mean, the UFC has gotten a little better. They have their whole team going out there and, 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 and having some urine exams, but it seems that Umbellator is still lacking. Speaking of UFC, George, I want to switch topics. It's been rumored. It's not 100% yet, but Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz is being rumored as the main event for UFC 200. Yes, this is a great fight. It's fun. Fine. A rematch. We would like to see it. However, it's not really UFC 200 material, George. I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Uh, as a matter of fact, you and I were having this conversation off the air not too long ago where we feel like a milestone like UFC 200 is feeling like, what number do you call it? A UFC 196. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Version 2.0. <laughs> exactly. And this comes from you. You know, you gave me the, the answer to that. I didn't come up with it. You did. So the, the fact is, is this. UFC 200 is the milestone, just like UFC 100 was. UFC 100 was epic, beyond belief. Yes. Okay, uh, you know, with the headline being Brock Lesnar uh, going against Randy Couture for the heavyweight championship, which by all means shocked the world when Brock Lesnar defeated Randy Couture by knockout. That... You know, UFC 100 will always be remembered due to the great and epic fights in that show. It showcase, like the Bisbing Henderson, uh, what an amazing knockout! Now, to me, to in my opinion, UFC 200 is not giving me that same feeling as UFC 100. To me, I was expecting a bigger card, like a return of GSP or a dream fight of. Uh, you know, Ronda Rousey versus uh, versus Tate, or you know, for the for the title. A lot of people are expecting things like this, but it, it, in return, we get a repeat of UFC 196, 
And I don't think a lot of fans are going to be proud of that. I, I, I think so not. And and you're right. And in the other Ruben matches that they're having, it's uh, Misha Tate versus Holy Home in a rematch for the title. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if they just want to you know, slack us off here and give us just rematches. But something has to be straightened. And I hope that those rumors are not true. We do know we do know that allegedly and verbally they've been agreed Cain Velasquez versus Travis Brown at UFC 200, but this is UFC 200. This is not uh you know uh, a UFC fight night or something like that to have that impact and they need uh a good fight. I mean, why not put Conor McGregor versus Frankie Edgar for the title, or Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo for the title. It makes sense. He needs to defend that title. Unless Nate Diaz does drop that weight to 155, it could happen. But needless to say, it's still too early to jump the gun. But if this indeed is a rumored fight, uh, and it is a catch weight, it's really disappointing. Yeah, I, I agree. And and again, uh, it Going back to the topic of Nate versus McGregor, you know, their last fight was extremely entertaining, but to say, to headline such a milestone like 200, it, it will be disappointing me as a UFC fan. I'm sorry. Very true. All right, moving forward now, Frank Mir took on Mark Hunt in Australia, the UFC Fight Night uh, event this past weekend. Mark Hunt walked away from the, the octagon with a... TKO, a knockout walk-off. That's exactly what he knocked out Frank Mir and he just walked away. Brian Stan, a former UFC fighter himself and now a commentator, has stated that Frank Mir should, should look into possibly retiring. I mean, it is what it is. Frank Mir, uh, he had a little run there and then he went right he bounced back. It might be time now that he just tries to call it quits. He, in the past few fights, he hasn't had it this way. Um... Frank Mir is definitely going to, to be a legend, possibly a Hall of Famer, you know, two-time UFC heavyweight champion, one, one of the, the originators no? and when, with, his, with his great comeback story where he was injured in a motorcycle and then later came back and, uh, and competed in the UFC. So there's nothing, nothing that, 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 that should be said about Frank Mir. He's a great fighter and deserves very well. And, uh, I mean, possibly maybe one more fight to go out with the win. But... Um, Retirement is definitely in the horizon for Frank Mir. Uh, rightfully so. I, I don't think right now that he's at the level where he can compete with one of the top, some of the top ten guys in uh, in the heavyweight division. Even though the heavyweight division is just not, you know, it, it's not, it's not, it's not an insane heavyweight division where everyone is like elite. You know. Well, well, Mr. Roman, let me let me stop you there. Frank Mir, yes, he's a legend. He's a future Hall of Famer, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You, you can speak all the high gratitudes of Mr. Mir that you want, okay? But you have to remember one thing. The sport evolves and just do the athletes as well, okay? The athletes in this sport, they don't get weaker. They get stronger. Frank Mir is aging. So, and, and what I'm trying to say is, while Frank Mir is aging, he grows weaker. While the other fighters coming into the UFC are getting stronger. Very so, much. So. Good point. So you, you know, it, it, you know when, um, when that when uh, when a person um, 
when it's time to take old Yeller to the back and you know and take him out of his misery because he he's finally reached his point you know a point of no return that's what I feel like Frank Mir was given against Mark Hunt because Mark Hunt is one of those prime examples of Frank Mir aging while the competition keeps on getting stronger Mark Hunt is one of those young and up and coming competitors who is one of the strongest athletes in the heavyweight uh, division and that's just the beginning of it Randy Couture learned that he wasn't not saying that he wasn't able to hang but Randy Couture learned that he wasn't going to be able to hold on with this wave of new competitors of how strong they were starting when he fought Brock Lesnar it's impossible and I'm not saying that Frank Mir is a bad fighter I'm not saying Randy Couture is a bad fighter I'm just saying that Guys, there's a new wave of athletes that are coming that are going to be 10 times stronger than you and might as well retire. So I feel like, Frank, yeah, it's it's Frank Mir's time. I totally agree. And uh, on the last note, when it comes to MMA, I want to make uh, an information or a note here that Titan FC is coming to Mikasuki Casino on April 30th. Titan FC airs on the UFC Fight Pass they will be bringing the Titan FC 38 fight card here to the Mikusuki uh, Gaming Casino. Uh, guys like Jos Denis Sedeño, who was part of the UFC, and um, will be competing. Also, Steve Carl, who was part of the Ultimate Fighter and uh, did compete in the UFC, will also be part of it. Uh, so, Titan FC, the 38 uh, fight card, is coming to the Mikusuki Gaming and Casino. That's on April 30th. Uh, so next month they'll be coming out here again. Tuf uh, veteran Steve Carl will be fight will fight prospect Balu Muhammad April 30th in a welterweight title main event at Titan FC 38 April 30th. That was just made the announcement today actually uh, on uh, this day that Titan FC is coming to uh, the Mikasuki Gaming and Casino along with House of Fame. They will be here in May. So we got some great MMA action here in Florida. It's about damn time. All right, folks, we will be right back with more on The Roman Show. Monster Energy Ford Rock returns to JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida. <laughs> April 30th and May 1st with Rob Zombie. Disturbed. Shine Down. Right, everyone, thanks for tuning in again to The Roman Show. Make sure to follow us on social media on Twitter, at The Roman Show. And it's a pleasure to have right now Blake of Devada Day. They'll be hitting the road in just a few. Actually, March 18th, they'll be in Nebraska. And you can check out more information here on The Roman Show website to find out where they'll be uh, stopping next. Blake, thanks for joining us here, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, you got the new album coming out, S-O-A-R, which really stands for Sour, but Suffer, Overcome, and Recover. Uh, I understand that this album obviously reflects a lot about the band has has been through. Tell us a little bit about this album and, and how how it all came about and everything that you've been through, you put it, you penned it in, uh, in the album. Well, um... I would say that this this record um, really captures the, uh, the process that we've that we've gone through in uh, creating uh, just reinventing ourselves as 
record, not really knowing exactly um, what kind of band we're going to be. And so uh, when we, when we, as we were writing this record, we were realizing that oh, we we have, we have a much more focused approach. We're more mature uh, writers, and I think we got a grasp on you know who who we want uh, uh, who we want to be as musicians. So um, the song "Suffer, Overcome, and Recover" sore is uh, is about that process and and having to make some sacrifices and uh, some harsh reality, uh, checks, you know, about, uh, who we are, who we're not, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we, it's always a struggle for, um, best friends to do something creative because, you know, there are opinions and, and you can take things personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> pure artwork. So, um, between Joey and I, we've had some struggles, uh, as, as business partners, you know, as co-writers and as best friends, but we became, you know, we become stronger people uh, in the process. And, uh, you know, um, I think uh, the next step for us is, is going to be uh, easier because we're, we've, we've come to terms with, like, as I said before, with who we're not and, and who we, just who we are. And uh, the rest of the record, um, is much much more solid. It's not all over the place. We know uh, what we want to sound like and who we are, and, and and we've done our best to to capture those moments. Now I understand right now. Uh, personally, I love that song "Sore" itself, which uh, one of your singles has been released, and obviously you got "Lightning in the Sky." The video just dropped. Um, but noticing that "Sore," you got a little bit electronic in there as well in the beginning. Yeah, um, we started programming. Um, that, uh, originally, that wasn't the intention of the record. Originally, we just wanted to go make a raw mm-hmm. uh, record, like as, just as basic as possible. But um, when we got in there, we realized that, like you know, it wasn't it wasn't really to our taste. We haven't we haven't tried to do that yet either. And uh, um, I had been experimenting in, in programming for quite a while, and there's there's uh, a bit of it on our first record and. And, uh, you know, we just decided, you know, like, um, it's one of my favorite things to do, so uh, we just continued to do it. Now, with Lightning in the Sky, the video, take us into this video, um, get hit, and then all of a sudden you're you're roped into a whole different level, and and tell us about the video, and and how important are videos nowadays compared to back in the days, right, with the MTV generation and so forth? Well, I think I think that it, it's it's a lot. It's it's very similar in the sense that YouTube mm-hmm. is more powerful than radio, than television, than anything uh, nowadays. Um, I don't think I, I don't think that there's um, usually like when I go check out a band, I'll go to their YouTube page. I'll type in their name, and they usually have a video, and that's really that's where I hear bands for the first time. Um, consistently so YouTube is 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 one of the largest uh, avenues for bands to um, connect with audiences and so it's it's as I, I feel like it's as big as MTV was hmm. but you know there's a lot of content out there there's a lot of bands there's anybody can put a YouTube page together so when you put something together that stands out it can be uh, 
can be a, a pretty big thing. So we, uh, the video, shooting the video and realizing that, you know, I don't know, the last video that we shot, we did with GoPros in a practice room. And it got a couple million hits, and that's huge, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but this was our first time to make a, a video with a director, and, and uh, we put this cool projection um, uh, on us, so, like, the background is constantly changing. It's very intense, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, we just thought it was a really cool cool way to uh, describe what the song was about, that, you know, that, that something can come in and just wreck your life mm-hmm. <laughs> really quickly. And, and, you know, and sometimes you can be appreciative of it because it was a great experience, even though it's, uh, it destroyed you. Now, now, do you think it's worth, because I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, I mean, there, sometimes you'll see some artists that drop a lot of money on these videos and it's like a whole movie and so forth. Is, is it worth investing a lot of money in a video? Um, I don't think it's worth, you know, putting together a, uh, something huge, you know, I don't pyro and all that stuff and mm-hmm. you know being in the desert with <laughs> planes flying overhead it, it doesn't take it doesn't have the same effect uh that it used to uh on on audiences i think that less is i think a, that less is more and when you put something together that's creative and new and different and cool um you know i think that that goes a long way i don't think people are really interested in having transformers <laughs> you know fight each other in music videos anymore. I think they're just people want to see what are our kids doing with what they have with what they have you know mm-hmm. making the best art that, that they can doing something creative and different with um, tools that everybody has that I think that's what makes an individual and so we thought the projection thing was, was a pretty good idea and, and it was it didn't cost very much you know I mean all, all we just put together some footage on and 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 ran it through a five hundred dollar projector from Best Buy, <laughs> you know, and uh, and it wasn't, it, you know, that's definitely not a million dollar video. It wasn't even close, you know. I think all in all, we 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 barely spent any money on it. Yeah, it's not like a Michael Bay film on on one of these videos. Remember back then, they had the pyros. You're right, the pyros, the desert, the plains, the whole nine, and I guess <laughs> right, you know, the million dollar. Uh, you know, millions of dollars spent on a video, and and it was just for like five minutes or three minutes, and but but yeah, and you know, not many people saw it, but uh, you know, the GoPro video that we did with um for the first record, uh-huh. the song Good Man, uh-huh. it's our largest. It that has the biggest numbers of anything we've ever done, and so that I think that just says a lot. I think that that music videos, you know, they're not just about the visual aspect of it. It's all about the song, the people that are creating it, people that identify with it, and, you know, something that's uh, original is always it's always more uh, impactful, I think. And Blake, so you're hitting the road, uh, starting off on March 18th. You're going to be meeting up there with Poppy when all that remains. What can people expect from this uh, this tour? Obviously, you went out and, and, and toured the, the following, the debut album, but this is a brand new stuff that people are going to listen to on the road. We are playing just about every song off of our new record um, on this tour, which is really exciting for us. It's 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 nice to feel the music um, and how how mature it is and how much better uh, these songs are are written than uh, than ever. So we're we're really excited to play our new record. It's stronger and it's it's just a 
really evident right there on that that sore single um compared to the other hit songs and the hit album that you had previously uh it's right off the bat sore just tells you from the get-go it's a bit heavier uh music this time around yeah 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 definitely we're very proud of it well blake i want to thank you so much for your time i invite anyone to check out their website for to check where they are going to be the raw the day the raw the day dot com to find out they're coming to your neck of the woods again they're heading off the road November uh, March 18th they'll be in Nebraska at the uh, Bourbon Theater anything else you want to add Blake? Um, no just come see us check out our new video and uh, stay tuned we got some more stuff coming will do thank you so much Blake appreciate your time alright thank you take care and now it's time to give you a Alright folks, there you have it That was Blake of Devour the Day Check out their new album dropping April 1st You do not want to miss that Devour the Day also hitting up uh, at, a, at a nearest uh, city near you At a venue near you For some great hard heavy metal rock And uh, you know, it's rock season So you got Fort Rock coming up On April 30th and May 1st Heading up that, the Roman Show will be out there in Fort Myers, checking out the great bands. Five Finger Dust Punch is going to be there, Disturbed. Uh, who else do you have them on the bill? Uh, Bring Me the Horizon, and so much more. So check that out. And again, we're giving away those free tickets to the Miami-Dade County Youth Fair. All you have to do is like our fan page, facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash rromanl201. All right, here it is, reality check. George, WrestleMania is just literally around the corner. A lot of stuff happening. Now we kind of have a really good idea as far as the WrestleMania card. We were just also noticed that the NXT TakeOver pay-per-view is going to be at 10 p.m. on that April, which I believe is April 1st, uh, right before WrestleMania. That will be on at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. you got to remember it is... Uh, what a two-hour difference or one-hour difference in in Dallas, according to uh, Eastern Time. Either way, NXT Takeover, in my opinion, is going to be a whole lot better than the actual WrestleMania 32, George. And I think you would agree with this. <laughs> uh, do, do I ever? Having uh, having us experience NXT this past weekend in Miami, Florida. I mean, you can't get any better than that. Uh, nope. The the proof is in the pudding, George. No, the proof is in the pudding. And, and the funny fact is, rumors were circulating that Vince was mentioning that there's no money in NXT. Listen, I'm sorry to tell you, Vince, but there's a lot more money to be made with NXT because NXT right now, popularity is beating out your your grandest stage of them all. <laughs> so it, it's it, that comes to show you where an arena that could fit about 20,000 people Okay, is a lot more excited than a stadium that could fit a hundred thousand people. Okay, it, it, it's it, what does that tell you? <laughs> look, look, personally, this is my a question for me to you, Mr. Roman. What do you think is by far, in your opinion, the most hyped match for WrestleMania this year? Man, I, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Shane and Undertaker, and I know that they've been having initial allegedly backstage backstage. The dirt cheats say that Triple H and uh, McMahon have been battling to see which match should be main event. But listen, I just saw a promo right now of Triple H and Roman Reigns. And that match, that promo did not hype me up at all. 
Zero. I don't care how fancy you can make it. You can have the little flashy colors. You can have Roman Reigns jumping from a roof. Whatever the heck it is. It just doesn't pump you up. You know, at least last year, you know, it was it was it was pretty intense with the whole Undertaker and Brock, and then you had the whole uh, Brian, you know, going up through all these obstacles. I'm, gosh, look at that! I'm, I'm like so so behind. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about WrestleMania 30. I'm, we're already at WrestleMania 30th, 32. I'm sorry, but WrestleMania 32. I mean, 31 was a bit more height. Uh, when it comes to main event. Um, well, it, yeah, you have Roman Reigns and Brock, you know, which was actually pretty hyped because it was like the the Beast versus a guy that was being doubted to knock down the Beast. Yeah. You know, it, and then I, I personally think last year's main attraction was Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker, my, my personal opinion. I agree. But, but... I have to counteract your answer here, Mr. Roman. I don't think the Shane versus Undertaker match is the most hyped match this year. Which one would you go? Think, which one do you think is the most hyped then? I have to give it to the NXT stars and not men. I'm talking about the women. So you think the the, the three way dance is a, is a more hyped than any of the other fights? I Imagine. feel like they've gotten the the reaction better from the crowd. They've they've established a better story. You know, these are three women that are very familiar with one another. On top of that, like a good what seventy eighty percent of the arenas they visit watch the NXT program. You know, they know the feuds they've been going through. You know, in on NXT takeovers. You, I personally feel like that match is going to steal the show. And you're going to see pure emotion. I'm guaranteeing you this. No matter who's the bad guy and who's the good guy, I definitely see pure emotion coming out at the end of that main event because it's going to be the first time all three women are placed in such a huge match in front of 100,000 people. So it's definitely going to bring chills down their spine. I agree, but and now we just were now notified that the McMahon and Undertaker cage uh, Hell in a Cell match. Uh, well, if Undertaker does not win, that's it. It's his last Mania, so there are some stipulations in this match. But George, I, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I, I, I don't know what it is. Honestly, I think to be honest, and and the girls will do a great job. I'm, I'm 100% sure about that. But you know what other match is going to be good? I'll tell you. It's a ladder match with Kevin Owens and the rest of the crew. Okay. But what the heck is Sin Cara doing in there? Well, you got to use him somehow, right? You want to get him some WrestleMania time. You know, and, and I think he was a replacement because we all know how Neville got injured. I believe he he's filling in for a Neville because if you recall yeah. when Kevin Owens made the announcement on Raw today, um, he mentioned a guy who's been all over the world and he's fl- uh, he flies all over. You know, what a coincidence that that almost sounds exactly like Neville. So I feel like Sin Cara just was a replacement per se. Uh, and also on top of that, if you ask me which is the match I'm least excited to see at WrestleMania, Kalisto and Ryback. <sighs> We're just going to have to wait and see here. I, I, you know, we'll see. You know, last year, last year's WrestleMania with the whole Brock and Roman Reigns, yeah, we were kind of hyped, but not that hyped. But then at the end, the end of the day, it actually turned out to be a very, very good WrestleMania. So, 
Never say never. You never know what's going to happen. By the way, did you get the news that Sting, although they said uh, there were several news sources stated that he had retired, TMZ caught up with him and they asked him if if he indeed was retired and he said no. Uh, He's not retiring. His neck is, is, is not the best, but he's not calling it quits yet. So, do you think we'll see Sting one more time in the ring? And maybe this time he can win? Maybe. I, I, but the question is when? You know, and where? Because, like, right now, I, I don't think they would want to put Sting in that danger. You know, it was a huge scare when at Night of Champions when he received that uh, corner powerbomb, and, you know, he had to fight, literally fight, to get up. Because he couldn't get up. It was a very, very scary time, you know, during that pay-per-view. It was happening live. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, I personally don't see Sting really putting on the tights anymore. You know, if anything, he might do a run-in at most. But I really do not see him getting in the ring to conduct another, you know, 10, 20, 15-minute match. Hmm. And if he does... Don't expect him to do much more than a Bret Hart would do. If you recall him at WrestleMania versus Vince, yeah, yeah where Bret barely did anything. So <laughs> punching—that's pretty much it. Speaking of uh, veterans of of the WWE, Hulk Hogan is well—he's a lot richer today because he won this uh, fight against Gawker. He won 150 million dollars in damages after Gawker released his uh, his sex tape, and that court uh, video. It's hilarious with all the statements that he made. And you know what? This is how smart the WWE is. When they released them, people were upset, saying, oh, we should give him a chance, give him some time. He didn't really mean to to do that. This is the reason why the WWE released Hulk Hogan, because they did not want to be affiliated, because they knew that some of this stuff was going to come out. So, when the the news reported... Hulk Hogan this, Hulk Hogan that. Now it's just Hulk Hogan. It's not WWE superstar Hulk Hogan. It's former WWE Hulk Hogan, a superstar Hulk Hogan. And they did a great move. You know, McMahon and the rest of the crew, they literally did what's best for business. But I guarantee you, George, wait a couple of months, Hulk Hogan will be in the WWE again. Who says that he might not even make a surprise appearance at WrestleMania? (laughs) Think that soon? Well, who knows, because a lot of legends are rumored to appear at WrestleMania 32. Uh, A lot of them with undisclosed, you know, roles. A lot of people have been saying from, oh, legends are going to interfere in the main event, to legends are going to interfere in the Undertaker versus Shane McMahon match, to special guest referee this, special guest referee that. Let me tell you, you can line up people like Stone Cold Steve Austin, HBK, and the list goes on and on. The APA, and the list, again, like I said, the list can go on and on. But no name will be as big as if you were to see Hulk Hogan walk down that aisle in front of 100,000 people. Agreed. You want to you see 100,000 people never forget WrestleMania 32? You could have nine of the worst matches. Okay, and not saying that's going to happen, but you could have nine of the worst matches or ten. But if you have Hulk Hogan walk down that aisle, a hundred thousand people will walk out of that arena saying that was the best WrestleMania ever. Well, we're going to have to wait and see if that indeed happens. By the way, back to WrestleMania and, and Legends. 
Rumors have been spreading too that Shane McMahon is not actually going to compete against The Undertaker. That he was going to use some sort of an enforcer. Many names have been thrown out there. Bill Goldberg. Kurt Angle. Do you think this is a good possibility that we might get a Kurt Angle? Knowing that Kurt Angle, by the way, did have a match with Rey Mysterio, which was an excellent uh, two out of three pinfalls match at that UR Fight pay-per-view, which had some disasters in it. But regardless, at least the match, at least the the Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio match was great. You think Kurt Angle could, could... I mean, I'll tell you, if Kurt Angle shows up, that's I'm not saying it's it's Hulk Hogan status, but it'll make a huge impact in the pay-per-view. It, it would make a huge impact. But, uh, like, with the, all the teasing that, you know, Shane McMahon's been doing uh, with in the gym with his Taekwondo and, and his boxing training, and even his wrestling training with Tommy Dreamer, I, I don't see how that would make any sense. So, personally, I I still see Shane McMahon going into this match, but somewhere, I don't know, not, go, going into this topic, how you're saying, oh, a special enforcer or what, or what have you, you know, what could happen is that Shane might be able to pull a trump card and say, oh, turn it into a tag team match. Hmm. Interesting. You've ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. You know, where Vince actually takes part of the match, teaming up with The Undertaker while Shane te- teams up uh, with, say, Kurt Angle. Many, many things out there. Many skepticism going leading into WrestleMania. One more note, George. Eric Young, Bobby Roode, they are no longer affiliated with TNA. These guys are the bread and soul of TNA. They, they started with the company. They made the company. Now they are gone. Obviously, these guys are two hot free agents, especially Bobby Roode. Do you think we'll get to see these guys in an NXT or a WWE? Listen, if it's one of those two guys, Bobby Roode has the it factor. He would be an absolute awesome addition to the WWE roster if, of course, they use him in a in a correct, proper way. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, to be honest with you, both great athletes. Uh, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Eric Young, but I personally would love to see a Bobby Roode in the WWE. Uh, particularly in the NXT, uh, you know, and and to be honest with you, with someone in a veteran status like a Bobby Roode, that's a guy that could help a young blood of talent rolling through NXT. You know, so it, it's it, it that guy could help uh, so much more young talents in the NXT program, and, and I would love to see it happen. I would love it. And and funny fact that you mentioned it factor. That's something that Bobby Roode always mentions, that he has the it factor. But no one is ever put to the limit. No one's ever put to the test for your it factor until you finally reach the E. So I want to see Bobby Roode in the E, and I really hope the WWE takes the advantage of this. Well, let's keep an eye, a close eye on what happens with those two guys. Uh, well, that's pretty much wraps up the Roman show this week. Again, subscribe there to our YouTube channel, our Roman 201, and also on our iTunes to keep keep you posted on when we post our podcast, our weekly podcast. That is. Thanks so very much for tuning in. We will catch you here next week when we welcome some more great guests. And, well, we're just going to have to wait and see who we're going to have. We'll keep that a secret, George. It's WrestleMania week. It has to be major. We don't know about that yet. We'll keep you posted. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next week on The Roman Show. Thanks for listening.